0: Welcome to the Ranking Things podcast, a production of Jason Davis VoiceOver. Please visit jasondavisvoice.com for information about voiceover services for commercials, internet and corporate videos, e-learning, phone messages, and more. I'm Jason Davis. And I'm Lino Talli. Lino and I know each other for almost 40 years now, right? Oh my right? God, was it that long? I think it might, <laughs> it's pretty close to that. That's a long time, man. <laughs> it is, it is. And I always say that we grew up at a time when music was really awesome. I'm very grateful, personally, that I grew up and I was a teenager in the 80s. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's uh, it's weird, but when we go through this list, you'll be able to tell how long we've been friends <laughs> since uh, you know a lot of these uh, songs are from a certain time period. Absolutely.
0: We're going to talk about our favorite power ballads from hard rock or heavy metal acts. Leno, you and I grew up listening to a lot of these hard rock bands, and you were actually the singer in a heavy metal band for a little while. Oh yeah, Delirium. Delirium.
1: That does <laughs> um, seem like 40 years ago, but it's not that I don't think it's that long ago. <laughs> I guess it's like 30 over 30 years, that's for sure. Oh, it's definitely over 30. That's crazy. Sure. When did Delirium end officially? Officially, probably 34 years ago. Wow. Yeah, so we were playing out yeah. probably for about six years. We had some good openers with some nice big acts.
0: There's a possibility that some of the people you played with might be on our list. You know, you might be right. I don't know what's on your list. I had a couple that I was planning to
1: put on my list that I uh, that I All remember right. that we uh, we played with. But let's see if it's on your list, and then we'll uh, discuss it after that.
0: I'm going to let you start. What is your number five favorite Power Ballad. All
1: right, and this is, uh, I think, the uh, newest one on my list, which is very scary. Okay. From 1991. All Extreme right. Extreme More Than Words.
0: All right, that's a good choice. Yeah,
1: amazing, amazing song. A lot of great harmonies, awesome acoustic guitar playing, and, uh, you know, I just loved it. I thought it was a great song, and probably a little more mellow than I'm usually into, but I, I think mm-hmm. it's a great
0: song. It's an interesting song, too, because Extreme was... Definitely uh, like a hard rock or metal band, whatever you want to call them. But they were very different, too, because they had sort of a funky groove, like a funky vibe to them. Right. With a lot of their, their you know, heavier stuff. Yeah. This song came out, and it was a gigantic hit for them. And I also remember that it came out around the same time as uh, To Be With You by Mr. Big. Right. And I remember hearing a lot of people bought those albums thinking that the rest of the album was going to be similar. Right. And it was not.
1: <laughs> yeah, I read that it was like a, a almost like a curse to them because... I don't think they really wanted to play it for that long, and apparently it was such a huge hit that they were kind of forced to play it, but after a while they they learned to really love the song, and uh, I'm not even sure if they're still performing, I believe they still are, and they still do perform this song now.
0: They kind of went away for a little while, like a lot of bands from that era, and then there was a lot of demand for a lot of those bands, there was a certain amount of uh, nostalgia, and they got back together with uh, I think maybe a different drummer, and they've done tours here and there. Um, I do think they are playing out now again, maybe not touring consistently, but I think they definitely do shows, and I'm sure that song is a big part yeah, of the set. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Good choice. Thank though. you. Thank Excellent you very much. Song.
1: What's yours? What do you So got, my
0: number Jack? five, number five for me, um, I actually went back and forth with two different songs. I finally decided on what number five was going to be for me after listening to both yesterday. So number five for me is "Still Loving You" by Scorpions. Ah,
1: great choice
0: yeah so there's a lot of things about this song that make it awesome klaus Meine's voice yeah uh, there's parts of this song where he just rips your heart out you know with his vocal it's fucking awesome yeah and uh matthias yabs like his guitar work on this song especially toward the end like sort of on the outro he just kills it the song too when i hear it it kind of takes me back to seeing the scorpions live i saw the scorpions live for the first time sort of by accident i was supposed to go see dio at the Capitol Theater in Passaic. Wow. No way. (laughs) I want to say it's probably about 1984. So we were supposed to go see Dio at the Capitol Theater. And then at that point, Dio sort of exploded. He became so popular that they canceled that show. We ended up getting tickets for Scorpions instead. Wow. I got to tell you, it was a great happy accident because Scorpions Live, one of the best live bands ever. Yeah. They kill it. And their music is tailor-made for uh, big arenas and stuff, and especially this song. And hearing the song again when I was putting together my list, it sort of brought me back to being in the arena, all the lighters. Back then, it was lighters, not cell (laughs) phones. All the lighters lighting up the arena, and just the echo of the guitar and his voice, just killer. So the Love It First Sting album, I would say, the biggest album for Scorpions peaked at number six on the the album chart in 1984, ended up going triple platinum, and it was one of the first digitally recorded heavy metal records ever released, which is kind of an interesting little song. Wow, how about that? I mean, that was the early days of CDs, so pretty cool. But great song, great performances by everybody in the band, and it definitely, when you hear it, it just brings you right back to one of their shows and, and what it's like when a big power ballad fills the arena. Power chords ringing out, everything that a hard rock band should be. Yeah, yeah, great pick, dude. Good stuff. Great pick. What do you got for number four, my
1: friend? All right. We're going to go back to 1988. Okay. We're doing Poison, Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Okay. Yeah. And I I mean, I've seen them in concert uh, a couple times, and just a real good mellow song, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Poison is one of those bands that you don't realize how many hit songs they have until you you start looking at the track listing on their greatest hits. They had a lot of big hits. Every row is obviously the biggest and still brings the house down. I mean, they're out on the road now with Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, Def Leppard and Motley Crue, and they're killing yeah. it. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're,
1: they, I mean, they're a fun band too. So you yeah. tune, I thought. Absolutely. Yeah. So, what do you got at number four?
0: Number four for me is Skid Row, I Remember. Ah, uh-huh. there you go. There now, it is. Now, now, did Delirium ever play with Steve? Yeah, yeah,
1: we actually opened up for them a couple times.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought so, because they were pretty big locally before they broke with their albums.
1: Yeah, yeah, they, they were uh, actually, I think uh, the one time that we played with them, I think they just uh, blew up at that point and actually canceled uh, our, probably the third time we were going to play with them. I think we were okay. supposed to play with them at Lemoires and something went down um, and uh, they didn't perform. Just a fun group of guys.
0: Skid Row's first album Came out in 89 It was a big hit Five times platinum This song I Remember You Peaked at number six On the Hot 100 They had a couple of other hits From the first record Their second record Was excellent too They became really successful Because they were opening For Bon Jovi at that time Who was gigantic Right And that came about Because Snake Sabo One of the guitar players In Skid Row Was a childhood friend Of John Bon Jovi And they kind of made a pact Whoever made it first Would bring the other one Along a little bit And that's kind of What happened a lot of good stuff on the album. This song still gets played on the radio an awful lot, and it's uh, powerful stuff. It has everything great that you need in a power ballad. You know, the mellow verse, yeah. the big chorus, the great guitar work. Scotty Hill, by the way, one of the most underrated guitar players, I think. He's a fantastic guitarist. And his solo on this song is great. Right. So that's why uh, I chose it for number four. Good song, good song. What do you got for number three? Number three.
1: I don't know. I want a little mellower in you. I, you know, I, I think I could have probably, That's all right. probably picked some more powerful stuff.
0: There's no right or wrong yeah. answers. It's all <laughs> subjective, whatever your opinion is. All
1: right. Another one. Uh, 1987. We're getting a little older. White Snake. Is This
0: Love? Okay. Again, another great song, a great album that it comes from.
1: Yep. Originally, uh, believe it or not, David Coverdale wrote it for Tina Turner, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I, thought that I was, didn't know Yeah, that. I thought that was cool. I said, let me check out something on this, and uh, I thought that was interesting, and uh, obviously the video.
0: And that was with Tawny Katane, wasn't it? I'm trying to remember if she was in the video, too. I know she was in the video for Here I Go Again when she was doing cartwheels on the Jaguar stuff. Oh, yeah, and my stuff. favorite
1: video, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tawny Katane. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, back, you know, listen, the 80s. The big hair and the big uh, everything, like on in videos, the big productions. That's what it was all about. Yeah. At that time, they were uh, an item. Yeah. They were together, David Coverdale and her. But yeah, great song, great album. Yeah. Number three for me is "Forever" from Kiss. Ah, okay. Of course I have to have a KISS song in this top five mm-hmm. power ballads. And I actually went back and forth between Forever from KISS and a Paul Stanley solo song from uh, his Live to Win album from like 2006. Ultimately, I'd, I chose Forever for a couple of reasons. First off, it's a great yeah. song. It's the last album that Eric Carr appeared on. And Bruce Kulick is a great guitar player and a huge part of kiss as it were. Yeah, This song is actually not their biggest hit. It's, the, it's close. Uh, it peaked at number eight on the Hot 100 chart. It's the only other top ten hit they had besides "Beth," which peaked at number seven in 1976. "I Was Made for Loving You" came close at number eleven, but they had a number of top forty songs. But those three songs were probably their biggest charting hits. But it's funny when you talk about Kiss and you go, "What's the song that's synonymous with Kiss?" What what song do you think of first when you say Kiss?
1: Uh, "Rock and Roll All
0: Night." Exactly. <laughs> Most people would probably say that. That's like you know. But as far as chart success. Not as big, but certainly... Really? Not as big? I, yeah, I song. thought that was a big one. No, better. no. I think I think Rock and Roll Nights, the live version, peaked somewhere in the 20s. Something like that. Wow. Yeah. Forever co-written by Paul Stanley and Michael Bolton. You know, Michael Bolton gets shit on by so many people. Uh, people make fun of him and everything. I think he's a talented dude. Yeah. And he's written a lot of hits for other people, and, and he had a lot of hits on his own. Right. I think he's a great singer, too. People talk a lot of shit about him, but he definitely knows how to write a great song. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I I read about this, and I didn't realize, Gene Simmons did not play on the track. Bruce Kulick played bass on Forever, which is kind of interesting. No kidding.
1: No, I did not know that. Yeah. How about that?
0: That happened a little bit, um, especially in the 80s, with 80s kiss. Like, you know, I guess it depended on, you know, who was available at the time? Sometimes, you know, another great Kiss power ballad is "I Still Love You," right? Which is from the Creatures of the Night mm-hmm. album. And Eric Carr played bass on that song. The other thing about Forever that's really cool is the acoustic guitar solo from Bruce Kulick, which is kind of unique, yeah, for a power ballad. Yeah, yeah, that's my number three. What do you got for number two?
1: Number two. Oh, I'm getting older. 1986. <laughs> Cinderella. Nobody's fool.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if you, I like you, it. I don't know
1: if you thought of that one. I thought that was that was great. No, I did not. Really, actually.
0: that's a that's a great choice. Yep. Yeah, yeah, good power
1: vocals. You know, hard mm-hmm. edge, but not too bad. You know, great
0: stuff. They had. I don't remember how many albums they put out total. I remember three off the top of my head, but I don't think they ever came close to the success that they had with the first record, which nobody's fool comes right. from. They had a few hits uh, on that album. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, and MTV again was a big part of. Uh, of the success of that record. Yeah, I love the guy's vocals. I, I mean, he's, he's got a
1: powerful voice. It was kind of, I guess... Very unique. Yeah, yeah. So what do you got for number two?
0: Number two is a song that I think was one of the early power ballads. This is the song that sort of opened the doors for almost every band of this genre to release a power ballad as like their second or third single oh, from the man, record. Oh, I want to guess and this,
1: but I can't think...
0: Carrie Underwood uh, had a hit with it in 2009. Well, that doesn't help me. <laughs> it was featured in the 2010 movie Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, okay, I don't know that. That sounds like a, a B movie, right? Well, I mean, it wasn't like a big hit, but it's a fun movie. Right. Anyway, it's filling stadiums right now, actually. Really? Motley Crue, Ooh. Home Sweet oh, Home. Oh, man. You know what? I had that on my list. Ah. I had it on my okay. list,
1: and I took it off. Oh, that's interesting. I'm thinking, I'm, i because I, I think I listened to it, and I'm like, you know, I don't even know if you can consider it a power ballad. I don't know. Oh, fuck. Because yeah. I felt like there that's was like
0: one of the kings of the power ballads. I
1: feel like there was certain parts of the songs that got it got really heavy. So I'm like, I don't know if that, I don't know, I don't know if it qualifies. But that was definitely oh, on my I, list. I think it does. Good, good song. Yeah. Very good song.
0: Nikki Six said that the record company didn't want it on the album. It comes from the album Theatre of Pain. Right. And the the record company didn't support it when it went to radio, so it only peaked at number thirty seven when it first came out. Right. The video on MTV was a giant success. They they used to do a thing on M T V called one eight hundred dial MTV or something like that. And it basically was an opportunity for fans to call in and request the videos that they wanted to see. And they would do like, you know, the top five or the top ten or whatever. And I remember Home Sweet Home being number one for months. It was a huge success. Tommy Lee came up with the piano part in the beginning. I kind of feel like it's some of Mick Mars' best guitar work, too. Yeah, Motley Crue, Home Sweet Home, number two for me.
1: Wow, yeah, that's a really good. Like I said, I had it on my list, and I, I took it off. I, was, I scratched out a couple. I was like, eh, I don't know, maybe a little too powerful.
0: What I look for in a power ballad most of the time is does it have a mellower verse, a big chorus, and then, a, you know, a screaming guitar solo and... Right. And again, if you're going to see the band live, is it, is it a part of the concert where people are going to be holding up lighters or, or cell phones nowadays? Right, 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 And I think that certainly Home Sweet Home would make that happen for sure.
1: What do you got for number one? This might blow your mind. Right. Lita Ford and Ozzy Osbourne, close my eyes forever. All Did right. Does that blow your mind? Does it blow your mind or it, what? I don't know if it blows my <laughs> mind, but it's a good choice. Yeah, I thought that was a it was a good one. It was a big hit. Made it to number eight in the US Hot 100. So yeah, it was definitely a huge hit.
0: I think it might have been the only time that Ozzy actually reached the top ten on the pop really? charts in America. I'm not 100 percent sure about that, but I'm almost positive that that's the case. He has a lot of big songs, but on the pop charts, that's probably the the only time that he's he's reached there. Yeah,
1: yeah, and uh, I'm sure Lita helped that out. You know, and that was a, that was a pleasant video to watch, if I remember. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Wow, I'm su- I'm surprised that you're not shocked by that one.
0: I mean, there's a couple of things that you could have chosen, obviously, but it's a great song. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a bad choice. Yeah, the fact that it's a duet is kind of cool. Yeah, good choice. Thank though. you, thank you very much. All right, well, drum roll, please. Number one for me, right. Def Leppard, oh. "Love Bites." Oh, Fights. I had that on my list too. And why didn't oh you choose God, it? Oh, my another one. Like I said,
1: I was listening to it, and I'm like, I don't know. There's too much power here, uh, you know? But that's what we're doing. Power values. Yeah, dude. I know, I know. But, I mean, I, in other words, it was, like, some heavier beat. I was just like, eh, it's got to be stuff that maybe you, you would even, I don't know, l- lighter through most of the song. I don't feel like that was that. But I'll give you a couple huh. that I, you know, that I kind of scratched off my list after you're done talking about this one. All right. Yeah, good good well, tune, though. Well, Love Bites... Oh, I, mean, huge great I remember
0: you being a big Def oh, Leppard fan back in yeah, the day. Yeah, huge Def Leppard. Yeah, me too. I mean, they're they're just a great band, and they're still killing it out there. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch any of the videos on YouTube of their current tour, you know, the stadium tour with Motley and, and Poison.
1: No, I haven't. They
0: still sound yeah. great, dude. They're, yeah. I mean, even Joe Elliott's voice, as you get older, your voice changes a little tell bit. Tell me about it. But I got to tell you, he's figured out a way. Maybe they've lowered the keys a little bit of the songs. Yeah, maybe. To help him, but... But he sounds better than he has in a long time. They're a great live band, and listen, the amount of hits that Def Leppard has put out is just staggering for a hard rock band. This was their only number one hit. The genius production of Mutt Lang is one of the reasons why this is my number one and not Motley. Yeah. It's just a great song. Powerful. Everything that you need in a power ballad. And it's just a great sounding record, too. It's fantastic. Yeah. There's a great documentary, Ultimate Albums, I think is what it's called. I have a DVD of it where they they kind of broke down the whole Hysteria album. And they talked about how they made all the different songs and stuff. And, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that went on before... They finished Hysteria. I mean, you know, Pyromania was this giant success. Rick Allen has this car accident, loses his arm. That sets them back a few years. Yeah, talking about a band that has overcome adversity. Oh crap, yeah. They're they're amazing. And the fact that they stood by him should be mentioned, too. He's still kicking ass behind that drum kit with one arm. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. The fact that they were able to get that album together and that it became such a big hit after everything they went through, well-deserved. Yeah. Great, great songs.
1: Yeah, no, I've seen them three or four times. Never, never disappointed. Yeah. but but again, one yeah, of my one stuff. of my favorite bands. So that would explain
0: it. So who did you have on your uh, on your list that that you that just missed? Well, just and, the and the reason and the again, that... they
1: did they just missed because you know I thought I was like ah eh, maybe too heavy one of those uh, I'll, I'll shoot a couple quick ones by you. I thought uh, I was thinking about putting Metallica. Nothing else matters.
0: All right, I would totally accept that as a power ballad. Yeah. Cause it, you know, because it starts off sort of slow. I mean, and it builds gradually too. That's kind of cool when that happens. Yeah. that's another thing about the scorpion still loving you. It takes time before it builds to the crescendo, and I think that's always cool. Right. What, what else? That?
1: Aerosmith, Dream On. Okay. I thought that was. Uh, I was like, eh. Again, I thought. I thought maybe it was too heavy. Um, and then I went to Dockin Alone again.
0: I, I have that too on my just. Yeah, Mist.
1: I mean, I, I love that song, uh, Miles Away by Winger.
0: Okay. Good choice. And
1: then, uh, and then, you know, again, Skid Row. I remember you. I have Motley Crue,
0: Home Sweet Home, on there. Okay. Um,
1: so yeah, there was there was a, there was a few of them that I had. I was going to jot it down. Is that enough? This to qualify? So, All right.
0: yeah. That's why I always think it's important to have like a just miss category right? because they just miss for you because you didn't think they qualified to make the top five, but not because of the not on their merit, but because you didn't think they were actually power right.
1: Ballots. Exactly.
0: Well, you were wrong, sir.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Not like anybody's going to be listening to this for their, the definitive list of the best yeah. power ballads. This is just our opinion anyway. Exactly. So show, I'm sure right? people listen to my list are like, what? What? No, I think there's uh, a lot of good choices yeah. on your list. All right, cool. All right. Yeah, I had um, I had Sister Christian by Night Ranger. Yeah? That was originally going to be my number five. Right, Uh, Which is interesting because it peaked at number five on the singles chart, too. It's a great song, but for some reason, Scorpions, just when I heard it yesterday, I was like, you know what? This is a fucking great song, and it's really a perfect power ballad, and I want to put it in the top five. So that's what knocked uh, Night Ranger out. Yeah,
1: and actually I I had one from them also, Sentimental Street by uh, Night Ranger. I love that song. And again,
0: great song. Yeah, they're another band that's great live. One of the best live bands ever. Yeah, I actually just saw them a couple—I don't know, probably a couple
1: years ago, I think.
0: But they sounded excellent. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. And they have two lead singers in the band. I mean, you know, Jack Blades, bass player, is the main lead singer, yeah. but um, Kelly Kagi, the drummer, yeah, does the lead vocal on Sister Christian, and he splits vocals with Jack Blades on um, When You Close Your Eyes. Yeah. Another great song. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of. They have a lot of good ones, actually. I'm, I'm probably glad that I didn't look at theirs because I would probably got picked up three <laughs> out of the five from them. You know, it'd have been a little boring. I really like a lot of their stuff. So.
0: Yeah, I had a bunch of other songs too. They didn't make my top five, but they're all great songs. One was from Paul Stanley's uh, 2006 solo album "Live to Win." It's a song called Second to None," uh-huh. which, after listening to it again, I realized structurally it's similar to "Forever." Right. It doesn't sound like a like a ripoff of Forever, but it's sort of similar. But a great song, great lyrics. Right, "Love of a Lifetime" from Firehouse. Oh
1: yeah, I didn't even think of that. That was a big yeah, that hit. That
0: was a good one, right? And a great song. I remember when I was DJing years ago that uh, that a lot of people danced to that as their first dance. Right. Two songs from Warrant: "Heaven" and "I oh, Saw Red." Yeah,
1: I didn't think of that. There's just so many good songs.
0: Yeah, a lot Yeah A couple of other Kiss songs I Still Love You and Reason to Live uh, Another, yeah I Still Love You from Creatures of the Night and Reason to Live from Crazy Nights Good stuff Had Enough and Just Take My Heart from Mr. Big Another good one, yeah The Price from Twisted Sister The rare uh, power ballad from those guys a lot. But a great song Dee Snyder's vocals, very good on that song uh, You mentioned Alone Again from Dawkins. Yeah And Angel from Aerosmith Yeah One of their uh, 80s hits Yeah, yeah, yeah And uh one other uh, song that I want to mention a shout out to uh, Steve Brown and Trickster, Surrender. Oh, from their yeah. First
1: that's another band. Yeah. That, that was a good yeah, one. Yeah, another band that you guys played, right. played a lot yeah, with back in the day. played a lot with them.
0: Yep. China Club, Hillsdale.
1: Yeah, Good Times. <laughs> yeah, good it was times, a lot of yeah. fun.
0: Any other songs that you uh, uh-huh. thought of?
1: I was thinking about Paul Stanley too. Tonight You Belong to Me. I believe that's the name of the song, right? From the '78 soul. Yeah, yeah, that was—I thought that that's was another one song that I, I thought about putting in, but I thought it was a little too upbeat toward the uh, yeah. middle of the song.
0: Yeah, I probably wouldn't consider that a power ballad, only because the only real mellow part of that song is uh the beginning part, right? And then it kind of goes into the, the more rock and stuff. That's a great song. In fact, if you were to ask me what are some of your favorite Paul Stanley vocals on, on records, that's right up there. For yeah. Me fucking amazing yeah
1: good stuff and then I had a couple of songs from yeah. Europe I thought I was like I don't even know if those are power ballads but
0: which song one was Carrie yeah Carrie's a power yeah. ballad
1: there was a, a lot a lot that missed I could have probably made a, a list of 40 of them and, and oh, questioned yeah. about 30 of them whether
0: they were too mellow or too you know <laughs> there's no real right or wrong answers I mean you know some people might go oh well, that's not really a power ballad but uh, you know what who cares Yeah, this is, this is supposed to be fun it's not really about like I said making the definitive list like, these are the power ballads that you should consider your favorite. Right. Because we say so. Yeah. But that's, you know, these are just the ones that, that really stood out for us, you know. Yeah. And I don't know if, like, there's any of them that had a special meaning to you. We didn't mention any Bon Jovi songs. You and know I think what, the reason yeah. for that? Should Bon Jovi be on this podcast of, of hard rock bands? Or should Bon Jovi be on the, the next podcast of just, you know, straightforward rock bands or, you know, non-hard rock bands? Because Bon Jovi... I mean, they made uh, a career out of power ballads for the most part back in the day. They've had a lot of great songs. So, you know, like Never Say Goodbye from, from uh, Slippery When Wet, Always. Yeah. Uh, I'll Be There For You. I mean, there's so many... Bon Jovi hits from the, like the earlier days. They've kind of evolved, you know? That's, maybe that's why I didn't feel comfortable talking about them as much on this podcast because they've kind of gotten away from hard rock stuff a little bit more. Right. Definitely. Even
1: like Tesla, Love Song, that's a good
0: one. That's a great choice. Yeah. Music is such an amazing thing too because people always say it's a soundtrack to your life and it really is because a lot of times if you're, if you're feeling down, you can put on a song that meant something to you at an easier time in your life and it kind of just brings you right there. You right, know? yeah. And so that, that's the power of music. So it's great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but it definitely brought back a lot of memories talking about this. So. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for, uh, for doing the show with me. I appreciate it. My pleasure, it. man. Let's do it again, all right? Absolutely. I look forward to it. All right, calling cool, Jay. And thank you for joining us. The Ranking Things Podcast is a production of Jason Davis VoiceOver. Again, please visit jasonDavisvoice.com if you need a voice for a commercial, internet and corporate video, e-learning, phone message, and more. And remember, if you have an opinion about anything that we talk about, you can email us rankingpodcast at yahoo.com or tweet at Jason Davis Voice. Thanks for listening to the Ranking Things Podcast.